We've been running a few guest speakers who happen to have spent some time at the Learning Connection. And that's been happening over the last year or two. It came from students having a suggestion that they'd like to hear more about people who have been to TLC and what they've been up to since. <coughs> so today we have Georgia Brown. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> and so you were involved with the Learning Connection some time ago? Yes. Yeah. Was it about 2005 or six? I think so, about eight years ago. Wow. Yeah. How was your time here? Uh, it was great. It was when it was still um, in Island Bay. Yep. And so kind of different to this, but or from what I've seen when I've been here, but still the same kind of energy. And then you've also and carried that on by coming and visiting and doing what you did this morning. Yeah. And mm. so, uh, and that's, that's Life Modeling? Yep. Yep. And how long has that been going on for? I think exactly three years now. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And so when, it, when we go back to 2005 or six-ish, mm -hmm. did you find TLC or did TLC find you? Um, my mum found it. We yep. were, I, was, I think I was still in America at that point or maybe back in Australia and they were thinking of moving to New Zealand and they were like, there's this cool art school there. And then we came to visit New Zealand. And I remember meeting you when we went came and visited. That's right. Then, yeah. And then it just felt right to go there, so. Great. Yeah. And that was or pretty here. much fresh out of secondary school, or schooling, or? Uh, I dropped out of high school and mm. took a couple of years off and yep. went and painted in the middle of nowhere. Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I didn't want to, um, I didn't really want to go to uni, so mm. I thought it was a good kind of thing between those two things. Great. Yeah. And after your time at TLC, you then moved on to Uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how was yeah. that? Um, it was interesting. It was five years of my life. Wow. And yeah. What you did at TLC and what you conjured up, yeah. did that play a part in the way you created it all after? Yeah, I think it did. I was still um, quite unsure of how to apply myself at that point because um, sure. I was 18 yep. or 19. And um, but I, I think just the kind of being around other artists who are exploring and um, being around the tutors who are also artists <coughs> and having them be a bit older than me and I don't know, seeing how I could maybe continue that on for myself. Awesome. So heading towards a, some form of sustainable creativity was the, the yeah. goal? Yes. Yeah, great. And university? Mm. What happened there? Did you, did you start with a fine art program, a design program? What did you do? I did fine arts mm -hmm. the whole time. Yep. And, but once again, I wasn't ready to apply myself at all. That's only something that's come after leaving both of these, those places. Right. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that I went there. But um, yeah, I was never, because I never wanted to go to uni, I could, I could never give myself over to it entirely. Right. So I just like made my own art separate from yep. that and went sometimes. <laughs> and the art making? Yeah. What's one of your earliest memories of making art? Um, drawing with my mum, mm -hmm. and which I included some of those earlier. I would Great. get her to draw, especially I added that in like um, the My Little Pony toys mm -hmm. and I would make her draw them over and over again and then I would draw them. Sure. and with all sorts of things and I would just want to draw all day all the time. Wow. So there yeah. was a passion for drawing and expressing yourself quite early on. Yeah and like immediately mm. or so I'm told but yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. 
That's fantastic that you can bring along some of those early images and then we can sort of maybe get a sense of where that, how that's come from to some of your more recent works. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so what, what currently these days, what's your work based around or where does it come from? Um, it comes from kind of wanting to express myself in a way that I can't verbally and um, just, I don't know, in, with whatever I'm interacting with daily, I want to reinterpret that through drawing or in any other mediums and I don't know, it's kind of like therapeutic for me and it's a way of working out reality and then also, I don't know, it's a way of being able to remain idealistic because I can put some of those things or like, I don't know, put them into my art that maybe aren't quite working out in this reality but in a way that I would want them to. So, yeah, it's just like exploration all the time. Yep. And what, are your, what are some of your muses or influences or inspirations? Mm -hmm. Um, they are mostly musical mm -hmm. and though I don't play any instruments myself, um, I surround myself with musicians more than visual artists and wow. I think, yeah, I tend to do posters for Great. music and, but I do like a lot of painters too mm. um, and I like to kind of look online at what people a little bit older than me are doing in other countries and I've been following certain people's careers over the years online and like kind of using them to like be like push myself further. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's why I'm doing it, almost yeah. having mentors or people you look up to, yeah. inspirations and, and seeing how they develop. Yeah. I like the ones online who are like kind of self promoting and just I don't know, using that as a, a way to show what they're doing. And Great. Yeah. Awesome. And so you're at sometimes seen on posters yeah. the idea of exhibiting art? Yeah, Cause just because I want to be a musician and but I just haven't ever been able to stay committed to practicing an instrument so yeah. this is that's one way and helping with music videos and where I can be part of the music in a way. Sure. But I want to push that further too. Yeah. Performance. What's going on here? Uh, that's a performance that I did with my sister and um, I painted her and we chained our nipple piercings together and with a gold thread and then we ate some fruit and <laughs> <laughs> um, that was at Massey wow. a couple of years ago. Yeah, great. Was that one of your projects that you had going on there or a final piece or? Well, yeah, I was in a performing arts class and that was the final piece but I left it to, I, I don't know, I just kind of made that up the night before so <laughs> well, I asked her if she would get her nipple pierced a mm. while before that was the only thing that I premeditated mm. and I did but her nipple was bleeding right beforehand because too sensitive of a nipple and yeah so she had to go through a bit of pain for that mm. and then she took it out and she hasn't had it pierced ever since because <laughs> it was traumatic for her. Wow, fascinating. But she's my m one of my main muses as well. Yeah, great. Yeah. It's interesting how you said the night before. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I do I think for a lot of artists, sometimes <laughs> you can, what we see on the walls or what's seen on, in um, projection or mm. dance or theatre can sometimes happen quite late in the piece. You can sometimes spend a whole lot of time thinking and going, what am I doing? How yeah. am I saying it? And sometimes it can happen quite late. Yeah. It just depends Definitely. on how the artist works. Yeah, it's hard, yeah. 
there's a fine line between planning things and forcing things, I think, mm. too. For sure. Do you think yep. life modelling, in a way, is performance art? A little bit, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's another thing that I don't like to really think about except for when I'm doing it, because mm. otherwise it could, I don't know, it kind of changes it and then I become self-conscious if I'm yeah, thinking about it too much in advance or too much out of the setting, mm. which is kind of how I relate to my art as well in a way. Some of it is planned, but mm. more so these days. But in the past, it was like, had to be more in the moment um, mm. to, for it to, to, to still, I don't know, be earnest and for me, yeah. Interesting eh, how thing, you can be quite an instinctive or intuitive artist for a while and then you might become a more planned artist and then you might waver. Yeah. And people can relate to that as a process and it can be ongoing. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> and so recently, what's been happening for you artistically? Um, well, for the last year, um, a year ago I entered a drawing into the Pikin Drawing Award and I got into the exhibition and that kind of prompted this whole year of um, like becoming a lot more focused and like constantly doing like making things for something so that for the whole year I haven't made anything purely for making anything it's always been for a competition or for an exhibition or for um, someone else's uh, yeah contributing to something else and so it's been I don't know, a year of productivity, and now it's been yeah, a whole year since then. Um, so it's almost like yeah. working towards briefs. You've mm. almost got a set plan. And do, you, yeah. do you use a visual diary for that, or do you just, it's in your head, or how do you nut out? Both. What are you going to be doing? Um, I guess it's like I'm at uni now, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I do keep very organised, and I have, I have about three or four different workbooks, sketchbooks at any given time kind of for different areas mm. and I make lists on my wall of my artistic projects and yeah just keep it keep it very organized and then that way I can meet deadlines and sure. yeah it's kind of the opposite of the way I always did it before <laughs> but it's working yeah. more yeah. yeah great. and yeah this year I um, finally stopped being a, a drunk and that um, has helped. Um, yeah, I don't drink anymore, so I can get heaps more done mm, sure. all the time. And yeah. Well done for you. You just have to realise that and work out where you needed to go. Yeah, mm. it's for my art <laughs> and my soul. And you've got a certain style that seems to come through a number of the drawings. When did this sort of conjure up? When did this sort of develop? I think it's been like constantly evolving mm. and um, I don't know, that's why they used to get kind of upset with me at uni because I already had a style and I wasn't as flexible or willing to like change it. But um, so I guess it has been there for quite, or like noticeably so for quite some time. But I think it changes as I change as well. Yep. Or, yeah. yeah. Especially if you're being honest about it, I guess. Hmm. Wanting to express what's going on in your mind or your soul or the way you feel. Yeah, and over time, like it's become more important to me. That's an older one. Like to, I don't know, to spend more time with each piece and like spend more time on each little bit to make something better on the whole. But in the past, it was better for me to just, I don't know, whatever came out. And sure. Yeah. 
So I remember seeing um, some of your works at the Indeterminate Exhibitions back down in Island Bay. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, oh, a couple of years ago, I went to a, a friend's house in Island Bay, mm -hmm. and I walked in, and in there. In their house was a Georgia Brown, it was a, a piece of dinosaurs, I think it was. Maybe it was questioning science or religion or something, yeah, but it was really fascinating to go in and see one of your works in someone else's house. Yeah. Hmm. Have you ever been to other people's homes and seen your work around? That? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Especially in the last couple of years I've been doing commissions, so, and often it's with, for people I know, so yeah, it's kind of nice. What's that moment like when you go into someone's home and you see something of one of your own works that you've done? Sometimes I don't recognise it if yeah. it's been a while or it feels familiar but not necessarily something that I've done. Mm. And I usually like it but maybe a bit self-conscious sometimes too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's me in my room. <laughs> How long are these, Georgia? How Pardon? long ago are these? Uh, that's like a year and a half ago. That's something I should talk about um, in my hands. Um, uh, I started working with the band Glass Vaults last year, and um, that was for one of their album covers. And I, they asked me to work on a music video with them, and that kind of, that was actually two years ago, but it came out last year. Mm. And that kind of gave me, that was my first kind of paid thing, and it gave me a lot of, I don't know, driving force to, sure keep pushing it. I think there's some photos of it in here at some point. Could it's be. great you can collaborate. I think when artists connect with others around them, mm. they can really you know, further what they're doing. Mm. And you seem to be doing that. And yeah. How do you meet those connections? Is it something that just happens or? Because um, I, I live with musicians and a lot of my friends are musicians, that's kind of helped just by people coming over and seeing my work in my house and also the internet <coughs> helps a lot. I thought I was kind of not that into technology and the internet for a long time but then I was just in denial because I was like I use it every day and it, it's actually a really awesome tool and that's helped a lot too. I have a Tumblr and I make zines and I don't know promote myself in that way which uh, um, has gotten people being like, hey, I want to use your work or work with you. Mm, right. Yeah, which is cool. It's almost <laughs> like you've got a little offspring of yourself with the, the art that you make and it spreads out far and wide and sometimes you have no idea where it, where it ends up. Mm, yeah, it's kind of exciting in that way. Mm. Yeah. And besides music, what other influences play a part in what you do? Uh, nature, predominantly. That's mm -hmm. a big word. But um, yeah, just, just anything that kind of grows and changes and dreams. And as I said recently, I've stopped being in denial about my kind of connection with technology. And so that has been um, kind of coming in thematically a bit more, I've noticed. Sure. Um, there's a symbol that'll show up later on that I like, which I've been calling Cosmic Computer. And yeah, you'll see that. And I've been using the medium, well, I don't know if it's a medium, but I've been, I paint on t-shirts now, which is, or for the last year, which is exciting for me. <laughs> it's more and what fun. kind of media do you use? Um, kind of everything. But I guess 
that's from the music video. Um, coloured pencils are my favourite, and paint, mm. kind of anything. I like <coughs> shiny things, so yeah. It's quite cool just to see the, the effect. Has that been digitalised or something you've just done yeah. by hand? Digitalised. Mm. <laughs> we live in a yeah. really fascinating era where we can take our drawings further into, into digital print. Mm. We scanned, and like you talked about before, the idea of your work being represented through video. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Something you yeah. set out to do or just happened along the way? K kind of both. Mm. I guess I, yeah, I'm not actually sure, but <laughs> things just, <laughs> Yeah, but I want to work in, um, uh, I'm, right now I'm uh, doing a contracted thing for a friend's um, full-length movie and I have to animate a scene of it, um, of someone tripping in the woods and I'm kind of excited about that because that's something I haven't really done much of is animation mm. and that's, yeah, I want to make a full-length animated movie one day. Wow. Yeah. I think as artists we always have those sort of goals, longer term goals in mind and sometimes they're just sort of in the ether. Yeah. Sometimes we take those steps that get, get us closer to where we want to be. Yeah. Sometimes without even realising. Yeah. Opportunities seem to come up along the way. I mean, yeah, sometimes you think, oh no, it might, might not work or it might be scary. Or sometimes you just take that leap of faith, I guess. Yeah, and it's like if you sit around and you're thinking of these things you want, sometimes they can seem kind of unattainable, but then you remember that there are like steps that you take to get to that mm. point and suddenly it's not as scary or as, yeah, or as unattainable. Was exhibiting art like that? Pardon? Was exhibiting artwork like that to start with or was it still um, like that? It's becoming more so because I think I've entered into a more like introverted part of my life and I always naturally just wanted to show people my art um, from as long as I can remember I'd be like look at my art look at my s not because I thought it was amazing but just because I wanted to share that part of myself with everybody mm. but now I'm, I've become a bit more self-conscious about yeah showing it all the time so um, it's a little bit more daunting now than it ever has been really which is weird but, yeah. mm. but I don't mind that because I yeah I want to yeah I want to be just like fully letting it speak mm. for me, yeah. And sometimes when it gets more, even more personal, personal or more honest, perhaps sometimes it becomes a bit more nervous sharing and showing it. Mm. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I guess I'm just at a point where I'm questioning like who and what I'm making it for, and so yeah, it's just a, sh a time of shifting mm. around a bit. Is that an ongoing thing for an artist? questioning what you're doing, what you're saying. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It has been for me the whole time. Potentially yeah. <laughs> so. other people can identify with that as well. Sometimes mm. it's just, it all makes sense. <coughs> and other times you're kind of going, why am I doing this? Yeah, sometimes, I don't know, you just want it so close and real and then you, for you and then you, sometimes I'm just like, no, get it all away from me. Mm. And then I'm like, no, I love it. I want it back. <laughs> yeah. Like having a relationship with yourself in terms of the art. Mm. Yeah. So you seem quite prolific with seeing so many, you know, bits and pieces, but they all seem connected in some kind of way. Yeah. I guess I just have a compulsion to make things. It's interesting you say that because the last one of our last guest speakers that we had talked about yeah. compulsion. Mm. And I think there is a sense of having to be a bit compulsive about what you do. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you want to, to make. You know, stamp your mark on the 
on the art world, so to speak? Yeah, yeah I get a bit obsessive about things if I get excited about something or really inspired and then I just have to keep making art about that mm -hmm. until I'm on to the next thing Great. or until I feel like I've understood it a little better. Sure. So that yeah. comes like sort of bodies of work or themes that you explore for a while? Yeah and I'm not sure if they'd be that um, noticeable to other people but I can definitely feel the themes yeah, running through things. What's going on here? Um, that was for um, a festival early in the year called Camp Aloham. That's in the Renegade Room. They asked me to make wall hangings that they could hang, and that's what I came up with. Mm, great. It was really fun. And then um, before that, I did a sculpture for Chronophonium, another festival in the Coromandel, mm. of a big bat. There's a photo of it coming up. Because you yeah. sort of, you, you look like you worked on those quite intricate scales mm. as well as quite yeah, larger scales? Yeah, ideally I want to be like just making massive things but I, my, I work from home so and I have a pretty big space but I'd like, I don't know, I want to do huge things one day. Yeah, sometimes the space dictates how you go about it. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever work with children or collaborate with youth? Does that ever play a part in what you do? Yeah, well I always thought, I don't know, kind of what Picasso said. I don't, I can't quote him word for word, but he just, or apparently of his life, he spent his whole life trying to get back to their way of creating like he did as a child. Mm. And that's always kind of in my head in a way. And um, I, I do work with children as well. And I haven't made, except for when I go and visit my little brothers in Australia, I make art with them. But most of the time I'll like be uh, like around children making art and then I'll go home and get very inspired from them and the way they interact with everything. Mm, great. And they just get so excited and love it and they're so intuitive and they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Do you have set schedules with how you work or does it just fit around your life? Uh, probably the latter. Just like, yeah. Uh, I, I don't like to have a set schedule, so, but I mean, I definitely make time for it pr pretty much above all else, you know, family and being in love and art, or, yeah, but it, it usually, I, I always find the time for it, so, but I like every day to kind of operate differently, so, yeah. Are you always in the mood for it, or sometimes do you have to work through um, the way you're feeling? I'm not always in the mood for it. I used to like to say that I was, but sometimes you just say things because they sound really good. <laughs> and then you ask yourself, like, how, do you, how are you genuinely feeling? But mm. I don't get sad very often, but when I do, I can't, I can't make art from that place. Mm. And I don't know why, but um, maybe I'd write a poem or something, but that would just be purely for me. And yeah, I guess that's a reflective time and then I might touch back on it later, but not. I like to mo mostly focus on the more positive aspects mm. of my life. And so, But most of the time I am in the mood. Mm. Yeah. yeah, one of our guest speakers who's been in here for a lunchtime talk, but she was also a speaker in the Gateway to, cr to cre Creativity course, mm -hmm. um, she talked about how sometimes she's not in the mood, but she's got to work through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the first half an hour, an hour, you're, you're pushing it a bit, but then sometimes you go, okay, 
actually quite enjoying this. Yeah. You kind of got to find your way through it, but yeah. But she's also the one that talked about being compulsive, you know. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I need to be work on being a bit more disciplined with myself because, uh, yeah, there probably are times where I just like could push through it and. But it, I don't like when it starts out when I'm in that mood and I'm just like, ah, oh, I don't like this. Because mm. I don't like that feeling <laughs> and I usually just walk away. <laughs> but I guess I can't really make art every minute. No, that's <laughs> As we're looking through things, if people see something that they want to know more about, they'll <coughs> questions. Um, last year I um, started doing, the, or I did a sewing and clothing manufacture course and that kind of reminded me that I used to like to do embroidery when I was little and so, and then from that, I, when I learned how to sew last year and that kind of took things in a bit of a different direction and I want to be doing more soft sculptures and things of that nature. Are these mm. some of the works related to an exhibition? Yeah, that's an exhibition I had last month, no, two months ago at 19 Tory Street. That piece is called Honey Spine. Um, yeah. It's an amazing piece. Thank you. It seems to be that patterns and textures play a big part in what you do. Yeah. That's where I get kind of obsessive, where I'll have to cover the whole piece in patterns. Mm. <laughs> so a piece like this is all done by hand? Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. It's just paint and glitter and glue. And uh, yeah, uh, earlier in the year I just started wanting to draw the male body with just a t-shirt on and nothing down below. Um, not to objectify him, but like, I don't know, I just really liked that image and I realised that I was mostly always drawing naked women and I wanted to start exploring other genders and and kind of making them naked but not necessarily sexualised, though some of them are sexualised but hmm. yeah. Did you use references or was it just conjured up from imagination? Um, this one I didn't except for the cat but <laughs> which looks the least real really but sometimes I do sometimes yeah sometimes I'll use my sister's body or a photo of my body or someone else's and work from that but mostly mostly not which is why it doesn't look very real <laughs> has a balance to it though I want to see more DNA strands in my work mm. after that yeah, I love them. Yeah. Yeah, that's
Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Especially in high school, I just used to go to the library and get out like heaps of art books or any. And I did. I really liked sixties and seventies music posters as well, and mm. psychedelia has always been important. And yeah, I think yeah, definitely a lot of influences <laughs> constantly. <laughs> but Frida Kahlo was one of my has been one of my favorite painters, and her poetry has been really inspiring too. Her writing, and her candidness. You should, yeah, it, there's a, um, a printed book of her, like, um, of her one of her journals, and maybe more than just one, but it's got paintings and her writing in there, and it's so beautiful, and yeah, you should look at it. I don't know what it's called, but you'd be able to find it. It's at the okay, really interesting to see artists that we do know look up yeah. to, whatever strands that they did. Yeah. Until recently, I didn't realise Salvador Dali did a lot of graphic design or jewellery or assemblage or film. There was just so much to it. Sometimes yeah. you just go a little bit deeper beneath the surface and you can find out a lot more that went on with the life, not yeah. just what they, the, the art they made, yeah. but yeah, where they've come from. Yeah, I think it's just so exciting to like not limit yourself to any medium or way of doing things as well. Um, I've definitely limited myself before without meaning to. But then I love it when I remember like there's no rules and I can make something with anything that I want or anything that I can get access to. Sure. And yeah, that's exciting to me. Mm, yeah. And I love seeing that in other artists too, like yeah, seeing them play with anything that they like on that day. Mm, or, exactly. Yeah. So that, like you said before, that instinctive nature and maybe like like you said when you first set out you were just much more just sort of fluid going for the flow yeah. and then you found ways that seemed to work for you yeah mm. yeah i think a lot of people who are spending time learning what their art can be it can be like that it can be sort of here and there and there and it can sometimes start to just formulate without you even realizing yeah definitely and so I think we go back right to <laughs> sorry yeah that's back to the start mm. <laughs> yeah that's one of my earlier drawings. My mum kept um, books for me where she, like journals for me um, when I was a kid and put my drawings in them. And these are pages from that. I was meant to get the book when I was 18, but she's still got it. <laughs> <laughs> Holds it dear. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I guess I just spoke about my mum, but my dad always said to me from as another really early memory is that he's like you're an artist and so I kind of didn't really have a choice <laughs> which I'm glad about but he is like a he's a painter and he would just lay out all of his paints for me and he always put them in shells and mix them in shells and he'd be like just mix and then he'd give me a canvas and I would just play for whenever I'd go and stay with him and so that, yeah, and it, um, then when we, we often have lived in different countries and he'll always call me and be like, I hope you're not working any jobs where you have to use your hands repetitively, like you're an artist, you have to just focus on that. Don't worry about working other jobs, just <laughs> So that was kind of, yeah, another thing that kind of just set that in stone almost. Mm. Interesting how there's influence <coughs> as artists, like you mentioned that quote before from Picasso, and then your father and your mother, and you've got, we've got those influences throughout our lives, and their voices carry on, it seems, mm, into what we do. They kind of can change over time, too, and mm. mean different things. Mm. 
Sure. Yeah. And it's quite a beautiful drawing. And from the looks of it, you were a bit younger? Uh, nine. Yeah. I've been looking at my, three of my littlest brother's drawings lately. I should have brought in their drawings. And they're just amazing. Like, mm. like things that I would want to draw now. Mm. And that's probably a really big inspiration for me at the moment. It's just seeing they've been sending me their drawings, and that's exciting. I think you can feed off those around you, yeah, from a distance. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> Nine as well. In terms of styles, eh, you can sort of get a little bit of a, a sense of maybe where, where things are going to go next. Right yeah. back there, when we, after seeing your more developed works? Apparently for a couple of years I would only draw girls with big nose piercings when I was about eight, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> and I always like drawing houses. So that's a paint. I think that's my first painting. My dad helped me with it a bit. That's uh, ones that I did well at the Learning Connection. Mm. Only got two from then. Yeah, fascinating though, seeing what you're doing during your childhood in that stepping stone before mm -hmm. you went on and just furthered your own styles. So a lot of the same like colour schemes, isn't it? Like some of them like the colours, and you see a lot of them come through, like the purple and the pink. Yeah, I only just started using black in my work in the last two years. I didn't, yeah, I, was, I don't know, I had, that's what I was talking about when I said I put kind of limitations on myself when I thought I was being free, but now I really enjoy using black sometimes. <laughs> there. And where to next for Georgia Brown? Well, I have an exhibition coming up next month and one the month after that in Auckland and um, I think just things like that, little, Gosh. and I'm making a book. Um, I've been wanting to make a children's book for a long time, but now I've realised that the first one might not be necessarily for children, but it's not going to have any words, so it's going to be um, fully illustrated. Mm. And it's going to be about a, a girl in the future in a, a very urban environment, and there's no plants in the city, and she's going to go and visit the old, um, plant keeper or guardian, guardian of plants who's a bit out of the city and they're going to bestow her with these magical seeds and she's going to create this really abundant garden in this city, kind of. Um, Excellent. So, but basically I just want to keep making art every day and seeing where it takes me. <laughs> and occasionally pop up here and <laughs> do your dance and people <laughs> capture you. Yeah. That's the funny thing, I, since I've been life modelling, I haven't been to a single life drawing class. Mm. <laughs> and I used to go to them a lot. Okay. <laughs> That's one thing I want to do. Is mm. <laughs> see what What's it like for a life model? What's it like being there while everyone captures you? Um, it's good. It's <laughs> uh, it helped me a lot, I think in the way I was just telling someone in here before, in the way um, that I interact with people. Mm. And it's helped with confidence and with a lot of things. I mm. recommend it to everybody. Mm. And I'm trying to promote like um, 
I just, I don't know, I've always liked nudity. I used to just run around naked when we lived in the forest and I want, and that's why a lot of my people are naked too that I depict because I think there's a lot of, especially when I lived in America, I noticed it like a lot of shame involved around nudity and I just think it's unnecessary. And of course it's everyone's choice to be naked or not, yeah. but it doesn't always, like more often than not, it's not like a, a sexualized thing to be naked. It's just a human or a thing. And so that kind of it being a life model kind of somehow works in with my beliefs in that way. Great. Ties together. Mm. Mm. I'm not very good at articulating it though. You've done a great job. <laughs> and um, do you have an artist Facebook page that people can find more of your work as it continues uh, to progress? I don't have a Facebook one, but I have a Tumblr, mm -hmm. and which is www.georgettebrown.tumblr.com, and I'm about to make like a more like a website where I'll just put what I deem to be the the, the best work on there. Great. Mm, yeah, and that'll be more of a professional side of things. Awesome. That should be coming in the next month or two. And currently, your work in the Park and Drawing Award is still up for the next week or so. I think so. Yeah. 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 Many people been to the Park and Drawing Award? Yeah. Did we show the image from it? I think it they might have come up during yeah. our conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, that I want to keep doing things like that. Mm, well. I mm. think it's great to work towards things <coughs> quite often more than likely to succeed in that in that, in that way because you've got something to work towards. Mm. Yeah. Help shape things. So <coughs> five, yep, so Park and Drawing Award goes for one more week. It's got about 80 works. Yeah. And a very diverse show. It's the Academy of Fine Arts. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Thanks for coming along and being you. And um, people can hang around behind and ask a few more questions for Georgette directly if they like. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Mm.